Hi, everybody, and welcome back to One Pot for All. Before we get started today, I just wanted to comment on the beautiful melody you just heard in the beginning of this episode, and that is my new intro. Oh my god, yes, we have an intro now. Can you believe it? Yeah, you've already heard it before. Unfortunately, I couldn't comment on it, but it was already attached to the Christmas episode. But by the time I got the intro, the Christmas episode had already been recorded, so I couldn't really mention it or comment on it, but I just wanted to, you know, tell you how excited I am. I love the chill vibe. It just reminds me of, you know, like sitting in a coffee house and having a coffee with my friends and chatting. And that's exactly the vibe I was going for. And I am so grateful to the composer. I'm so grateful that it's now part of every single episode. And of course, I had to talk about it, but we've done that now. So I think now we can move on to this week's topic. Well, as the year is quickly coming to an end, um, I thought it would only be appropriate to talk about, well, the big elephant in the room, which has to be 2023. And you know, like final thoughts on 2022 and like New Year's resolutions, what do we regret? What would we do differently? All that. So it'll be me sharing my regrets throughout this entire episode. (laughs) No, that's not my plan. I'm trying to, you know, not force myself to think about it in like black and white terms. I think there's always a gray area involved, you know, even if you regret certain things that you would now do differently, you know, that's already a lesson that you have learned. And I think sometimes it's very important to just realize that and that certain lessons, of course, you know, help you evolve as a person and just help you be a better person So I think it could be quite interesting to talk about all that today. So I feel like we should just get started. No, you know what? We're going to take a little detour because I have to tell you a story. And just like thinking about it makes me so mad. But just like as a disclaimer, I am pre-recording this episode because by the time I will be uploading it, I will have enjoyed Christmas with my family and I'm probably going to spend, you know, the period between Christmas and New Year's with my family and I'm probably going to be in like a food coma. That's that's my plan. That's where I'm where I'm headed. Um but to get there, I have to be very good now. I have to eat so clean, so healthy right now because, you know, I have a sensitive stomach, but not a strong will. So I was tempted. I could not resist any of the temptations on the various Christmas markets I've been to. And I've done that for weeks now. I've done that for like three weeks And you know, it's all my fault. I can't even blame anyone else. And that also makes it so much worse. So again, you know, I was planning to do like veggies and mashed potatoes for lunch. And then I cut myself. And then I was just like so upset. Having a Band-Aid on for like days is just infuriating. It always gets in the way. Washing your hands, which I enjoy very much, becomes so much more difficult. Yeah, And, you know, the mashed potatoes weren't even that good. I love potatoes. I love variations of potatoes. I mean, I feel like the greasier, the unhealthier it gets, the better the potato is. Like, fries are a prime potato. But, you know, I mean, mashed potatoes. I know for a lot of people, it's like a childhood memory. And I accept that. Like, I respect it. But, you know, it's just not for me. Like, why would the, like, bland kind of potato be your favorite potato i just don't understand it but you know what because it's so bland it is amazing to calm down the stomach like it soothed my body it was a good meal to achieve that but did i enjoy it no 
not one second of it. It was a disaster. I wanted to cry and I wanted my, I don't know, lasagna or like any any pasta product would have been much better. But anyway, so that was the story of my thumb. And I just wanted to share it because there are always like these little moments you have like sometimes even every day and they just upset you. Maybe they shouldn't even be so upsetting. Now that I think about it, I'm like, is that a healthy thought? I don't know. But we all go through these and yeah. I feel like it hurts less now that I've shared the story with you, so that makes it a bit better. But my dearest thumb, please heal. I need you back in my life. Please. Oh, and actually, we can use this story as the first regret of 2022 that I can share with you. Yes, I regret having to make mashed potatoes because I upset my stomach and I won't do it again. I promise. And now we can finally move on. So when I think about New Year's resolutions, what I think about are those big changes people want to make. And usually they're connected to a symbolic new beginning, like a new year, a new school year, or maybe just like the end of the summer holidays. And then you can return to your natural habitat, a completely different person, like a reinvented version of yourself. And I've always thought about why that has to be connected to a new beginning. Usually when you ask people, you know, about their New Year's resolutions, most of them say, I want to eat less junk food. I want to drink less alcohol. I want to work out more. I want to work on a healthier lifestyle. I want to stop smoking. Those are, I think, like the main New Year's resolutions, the main goals people set for themselves. But they have thought about those things for weeks, if not months. So why do we all feel the need only to change ourselves when there is some kind of like new beginning? I don't have an answer for that. I wish that I had because, you know, I'm part of that too. I don't want to exclude myself from this. This is also how I think. I caught myself recently thinking, oh my God, what will change in 2023? And, you know, I know there are some changes coming up and there will be some changes in my career. I will be traveling more and to new places. So I know about these changes already, but I was also like, okay, but like, what do I want to do? How do I want to reinvent myself? And again, I have no answers to why we think that way. But maybe sometimes it needs the push of a new beginning, like the beginning of a new year, to make us remember that there were some things that we were not quite happy with that we would like to change. And again, you know, maybe it just needs that sort of motivation when we're all caught up in, you know, our daily lives with maybe children and work and stress and all that, everything that comes with, you know, just like being a human being, I think we can lose focus on certain little things that we might want to change. And then it gives us some kind of perspective when there is a new year coming up and we're like, okay, yeah, maybe we'll use this as an incentive to do something. But Again, this is just a theory. I'm just making things up as I go along, figuring things out, you know. Um, but this was like the only way I could explain it to myself because I realized I kept doing this over years. I realized that I had been part of the, the way of thinking of like, oh my God, yeah, new beginning, new me. 
but why didn't I start earlier, you know? But yeah, that would be a theory that I have. And where it gets really difficult is when those ideas about change become a punishment for previous behavior. I think this is the moment where you just have to stop yourself, where you have to realize that's toxic and that's very tricky. That's not good behavior. Because you know what? You have to treat yourself the way you want to be treated by others. And I know, you know, that's like something that your grandma tells you, but she is right. If you're not good to yourself, why would other people be good to you, you know? And of course, it's an exaggeration. But what I'm trying to say is that even if you have a very healthy relationship to your family and friends, there will be moments in your life where you're going to be on your own. And if you don't treat yourself right, then who will do that? You know, who will do that for you? No one will. So I think when you want to change yourself by punishing yourself for things you did in the past, I think that's when you have to snap out of it. And when you have to understand that the things you did in the past, you probably did for a good reason. For example, when you had a bad day or you had a really bad mental health episode, there is behavior connected to that, even if it's just small things, you know, like, for example, on a bad day, having junk food because you're too tired to cook or too stressed out to prepare your own meals. That's fine. If you want to change that, that's fine too. You know, maybe you can meal prep. Maybe you can make it easier on yourself. But do not punish yourself for previous behavior because that rarely leads to the healthy mindset that you need to stick to those changes you want to make. And I recently talked to a friend about it and I told her that I wanted to do this episode on New Year's resolutions and what my thoughts were. And then she told me she tries to approach New Year's resolutions more as wishes she has for the new year. And I love that. The moment you start viewing certain goals or promises you make to yourself as a wish, there is just no chance to fail. There is no failure involved. And that's what makes it a more positive way of thinking. I wish to travel more. I wish to experience new things. I wish to eat healthier. The moment you realize, oh my God, it can be a wish. You cannot fail yourself and you can still make it happen. You can make it happen anytime. I loved it. That's how I'll approach it from now on. I thought that was such a great idea and a very positive way of thinking about it, you know? And then also, why does the change have to be so big? I mean, at least in our minds, it's usually quite the big thing. Like when I think about it, the goals I set for myself, especially when I was still very young or like a teenager, very young, sounds like that was forever ago. And it wasn't, you know, I'm just going to point that out. But like the goals I set for myself were huge, like no way for me to even get there, to even get close. So the smaller the change you want to make, the easier it is to get there. And if we remember that, then the whole thing about like being disappointed in yourself or feeling that you failed is just ridiculous. Because I mean, if it's something small, you can easily achieve it. But even if you don't, then the impact is not so big. And it's not bad to have like really big goals or to go for like a big change in your life. Sometimes 
a really huge gesture is something that you really desperately needed. But that's very, you know, personal and individual. And I think that depends totally on who you are as a person and what your lifestyle is. But often I think that, especially for me, the smaller things might also have quite the big impact on my daily life because it might be daily routines that I switch up. And I don't know, sometimes it's, you know, going to bed earlier or waking up earlier. That might completely shift the way I live my days. And that might also help me or not, depends on the situation again. But um, I think the focus on a huge kind of change is usually something that is so big that you're too scared to even get close. And then I was thinking, where does that come from? But then every time I think about, you know, what influences us on a daily basis, it's a lot, you know, like from movies and TV shows. And when change happens there, it is usually quite big. I mean, just think about like a makeover, like something pretty random in a very average movie. It doesn't even have to be something like gigantic, you know, like technological change or something. No, think about a makeover. Even the makeovers in movies are a huge thing. Usually the person comes out a completely different person. And then also the person has a completely different vibe to them. And yeah, it's a huge thing. And if that's what we're influenced by, then of course, this is what we kind of apply to our own lives. But that's not realistic. We don't live in movies, you know, we don't live the movie life. I mean, sometimes, unfortunately, but maybe not, you know. And this is why I keep stressing small things matter just as much. And maybe even more, because at least they're realistic, you know. Anyway, this is kind of the approach that I will be taking for my 2023. And what I mean by that is that I will be focusing on wishing for things instead of forcing myself to reach certain goals. And when I say wish for things, I don't mean that I will be waiting and, you know, crossing my fingers that good things will happen in my life. No, I will do my absolute best to make things happen. If I wish to travel more, I will do my best to travel more. And, you know, I think this is how I kind of think you can get a sort of gentle approach to New Year's resolutions instead of forcing yourself to reach a certain goal that you can just not achieve because it's so big. So focusing on the smaller things and trying to phrase it more as a wish instead of a goal that I have to achieve. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I mean, it makes sense in my head and maybe that's the only thing that really matters because for my 2023, it only needs to make sense in my head. So yeah, I thought I could throw in a little anecdote and it's a story about a tradition which is pretty new and I share it with my grandma. It's just between us and I love it so much that I'm actually really looking forward to doing it this year. So it's something that she came up with. She deserves all the credit. But to be honest, it's such a me thing. I was actually shocked that I didn't come up with it. But yeah, um, what we do, and we started it in 2020, and it's, again, such a great thing. Usually we get together in the afternoon and we have like cake and coffee and tea and we just sit together and chat. And she suggested that we would just take a blank sheet of paper and write down everything that we wish for for the upcoming year, for the new year. And again, we started it in 2020 and 
It was quite the rough year for everybody, so it was a very good year to start that tradition, I think. So then we just write everything down, we put it in an envelope, we seal it, and then we don't open it until New Year's the next year. So every New Year's, starting in 2021, because that was the first year we could open our letters to ourselves, basically, We just come together and we open the envelopes and then we read what we wished for and see what came true and what didn't, what we might take onto the new list for the new year. So that's such a great thing to do because I do remember a few things I wished for. So certainly I wanted to graduate university and get my master's degree this year. And I did that in the first quarter. So that was great. Good. Good start to 2022. And then I definitely wanted to put myself out there more. I did that too. I met new people, which was very nice and like people I've grown really close to. So that's especially nice. And then I wanted to move. I wanted to move to another city. So that didn't happen yet. But you know, it's not for a lack of trying. I really, really tried. But um, I think this is one of the big changes coming up next year. It has to be. I really want it to be. And um, it's definitely career related. So it's very interesting when you read what you wished for, like the previous year. I mean, it's been a year. And it's not like we make it a letter to ourselves, like, Dear Isabel, this year was quite tough. The next year should be better. You should do this, 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 this. No, it's not that cheesy. It's just literally a list. And it just says what I wish for for the next year. And then we list everything. And we only exchange what we wished for the following year. So while we're writing it down, we don't tell each other. And I think, you know, it's like a superstition. But I do really believe, you know, if I like say the words out loud, they just won't come true, which of course is ridiculous. But it's like, you know, when you catch a lash that fell out, and then you can make a wish, and you can't even whisper the words because otherwise it will just not come true. Or when you blow out your birthday candles on your birthday cake, you can't say the words out loud, you know, it will not come true. But yeah, I think it's a great tradition. And like making new traditions is also kind of nice because, you know, eventually I might do that with a hypothetical future family that I will have. And then I can tell them, you know, it's something that my grandma came up with. And it's a very nice thing to also see what kind of person you were the year before. Because I think this is when you notice the change the most. You see what was important to you the year before, but then you realize that some of those things don't even matter to you anymore. And that is such a liberating feeling. So for example, one year I had a crush on someone and I really wanted that person to reach out to me. But at this point in my life or the year after, I realized that was not one of my priorities anymore. And that was so nice because I realized, you know, I had really closed that chapter. I had moved on and moved on with my life. And that made me feel like I had accomplished something in that year. And that was especially good because, you know, I felt like I had achieved things. And that was something that really gave me a good feeling, gave me comfort. And this is why I think it's kind of like looking in a mirror 
but then you see your past self and you see how far you've come or maybe you haven't come far but that's also fine you know if you didn't want to change things or if it's just been another rough year then you can try again the next year and it just gives you a moment of reflection so I'm very grateful for grandma for this tradition it's just such a lovely idea and I'm very much looking forward to it this year let's get back to change so when we think about what we want to change, usually it's bad habits. And of course, you know, I have my own few bad habits that I would like to get rid of, that I would like to change, so I'm with you. But sometimes I think it's not bad to have bad habits because sometimes they balance out all the good habits you have. So you can indulge or you can do anything that you want that might be bad behavior or a bad habit and it might be small it might be big but it does give you some balance and without balance good behavior good habits can't even be good they're just habits you know they don't have any meaning so I do think that sometimes when I procrastinate or when I do something that I'd rather not, that should be a better habit, so to say, then sometimes I remind myself that I can do it as long as it doesn't get out of hand. But then also you have to start asking yourself, do just people think this is a bad habit and I don't even mind doing it? Or do I think so? I realized this year especially that in certain terms and in certain situations and moments, I tend to take my friend's opinion or family member's opinion and apply them to myself, but not as in I take what they say about me and think about who I am as a person, but that influences my own opinions. And I realize that this is something that can just not happen. I have to make up my own mind. I can take advice, I can take suggestions and help, but at the end of the day, I have to make up my own mind. So, for example, for my grandma, sleeping in is one of the absolute worst habits you can have. She thinks it's lazy to sleep in, it's lazy to give your body rest, and her entire support system, so neighbors and friends, completely go along with that notion. And I don't understand what's happening. I mean, they are all from kind of the same generation, and they were definitely told when they were younger, like, you know, a few years ago, slash decades ago, that rising early is being productive, sleeping in is being lazy, and she can just not shake that off. But like, excuse me, my grandma is retired. She's done her part. She has worked all her life. If there's any person who can just sleep in if they feel like it, if they want to, who can just take an afternoon nap, then it is a retired person. I don't understand where that thinking comes from. It's ridiculous to me. But she perceives it as a really bad habit she has. And every single time we talk about it, I tell her, are you kidding me? You are over 80 years old. You can sleep in longer than eight o'clock. I mean, what's on your agenda? What do you want to do all day? What, like, appointments do you have? I mean, doctor's appointments count, yeah, but like... What job do you want to go to? There is nothing that she has to do. There is nothing that is so essential for her 
to fix or do that she has to get up before 10 o'clock. And if she wants to sleep in and her body tells her that she can sleep in, I'm sorry, why would you not do that? I can't understand that. But she's one of those people. So every single time I think about that, I'm like, a bad habit might also be something that society makes you think is a bad thing, but might not even be a bad thing. So I think they are justified. Even if you think you have bad habits, to a certain extent, they are justified because they just balance it out. And I think most of the time, those bad habits are not that bad. And I felt like I just had to clarify that, of course, my grandma takes afternoon naps, but honestly, not if the windows aren't clean, because then she'll clean the windows first, and then there's usually not enough time to take that afternoon nap. So what I'm trying to say is, people, your afternoon naps are not bad habits. Take them if you feel like it. Take them if you have the time. It's fine. So when I think about the things that I want to change for the new year... It's usually positive things and just little things. So first of all, I really want to make that move. I'm manifesting this so hard. It has to happen. I want it to happen. And then I want to travel more and just experience more and meet new people, make new experiences in general. And I think, you know, I've never been that humble when it comes to New Year's resolutions and what I wish for. But I think these are all things that I can actually achieve. And that gives me a good feeling from the get-go. I feel like this is a realistic concept that I can turn into my life. So start your 2023 with a positive attitude. Dive in gently and carefully and make your 2023 the best year of your life. And that was so cheesy. So I'll stop talking now. I can't wait to hear you next year. I had to throw in that dad joke. That had to happen. And yeah, I'll talk to you soon. Bye.